It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with, with Brett Rupp. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! You're older than one. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is this amateur hour? This is going to be huge. I believe this is going to be our final style. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it. I have problems. Welcome to the alleged show. Time to go home on a Thursday edition of the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump, along with our producer, Adam Lundy. Nasty looking outside. Hopefully those roads don't start freezing. A lot of snow coming down, but so far it looks like most of the roads are just wet. At least I'm keeping my fingers crossed because i got to get across town in a hurry. We've got Mastodon's basketball tonight out of the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Mastodon's take on Green Bay, a Horizon League matchup against the 2-13 and 13 Green Bay Phoenix, who have lost 12 of 13 and 5 in a row. They're 0-9 on the road, so this is no time to break a streak at the Coliseum tonight. Mastodon's come off that big win on the road at Youngstown State last Saturday, where the Dons won 76-71, holding a team that was averaging over 88 points per game over their previous six contests to just 71 points, including holding them to 30 in the first half as the Dons locked down defensively. And that's the whole key to the Mastodons. You know, there's a little bit of a reputation that for the Dons to win basketball games under Coach Kaufman, that they had to do it with that offensive uh, three-point efficiency. And if they didn't shoot the ball well and uh, and hit their three-point shots, they couldn't win games. And in some cases, they did not have some great defensive teams. This team, totally different. The personnel is different. You've got some length on the wings. You've got size inside with Rob Petty, Johnny Desjardins, and Eric Mulder. And uh, and so the Mastodons have a, and also the point guard, Damian Shanqui, he has been a game changer because he can pick up the opposing point guard at half court and not just get blown by. And usually a point guard who tries to defend out at the center circle it's not too hard for these shifty, quick point guards that you see in college basketball to just go right around you and then have a breakdown because everybody has to adjust. Everybody has to shift and help, and you've got to have the rotation. But Damian Sean Quee, the fact that he's quick enough to stay in front of the point guard and keep him from penetrating, that is a huge change to the entire defense. And, uh, and it, it, it's something where I think most average fans don't appreciate what a point guard defensively does for your entire team defense. Because just think about it. When a guard blows by the opposing point guard, you've got now rotations that begin. The big man has to rotate over to try to get in front of the guard driving to the lane. You've got the rotation of a forward or a wing that's got to rotate down and help on the big man who's been left free because the defensive center has now covered the point guard, it completely breaks things down. Always leave somebody open. And that's why so many teams load the floor with shooters because they feel like they can get those breakdowns. Uh, The Mastinaz defensively don't give you a lot of easy breakdowns 
because Damian Sean Quee is so good defensively. So tonight, the Mastodons against Green Bay Phoenix. Hope to see you out at the Coliseum. If you don't make it tonight, uh, be sure to submit your excuse and then tune in. We'll have all the coverage right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I'll be joined by Justin Kenny with the pregame show starting at 645. You know, it's a night of college basketball tonight. Good games. Uh, Purdue is at Ohio State. That's going to be a battle of two ranked teams. Buckeyes ranked number 24 in the country. The Purdue Boilermakers still officially the number one team in the country, although they've got the loss against Rutgers. By the way, did you see what happened to UConn? Yeah, lost their second game. Smoked by yeah. Providence. I mean, wasn't even close, like the a Friars. 20 point game. The Friars fried them. That's what happens now that you get into conference play. Yeah. You're going to start seeing some of these losses, and that's going to affect the uh, the rankings. Uh, so, Boilermakers taking on, and Houston has to play at Cincinnati this weekend, which it's not the same Cincinnati that there used to be in Cincinnati, but it's still. A strong program, yeah. Yeah, weekend road game. I don't know if students are going to be there. I think that makes a difference when right. you play on the road and the students are there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the, you know, and Houston might be in the position to take over the number one spot in the country. But Purdue trying to avoid two straight losses. Yeah. And right now, Vegas saying Ohio State is the favorite on their home floor. Yeah. One and a half point favorite. Yeah, they're expecting a close game, but they're expecting like Ohio State might edge them out. So uh, that game tonight with uh, Purdue at Ohio State. By the way, you can listen to that game over on our sister station. Yep, on uh, WoWo. Yeah, they they took that game down to WoWo, 1190 a.m. tonight. Tonight only for Purdue basketball against the Ohio State Buckeyes. That coverage begins at, I believe, 6. Right after, yep. Right after the... Is it the Pat Miller program? Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, and so 6 o'clock, after we get done, you can hear the Purdue pregame. But then you got to cut out of the Purdue pregame, come back over to 1380 because you got Mastodon's basketball over here. Indiana, Iowa, 9 o'clock tip. And uh, Hoosiers, who it seems have had an eternity off, get back to action against an Iowa team that's only 8-6. and six. And they come off a road loss to Penn State, so Iowa will be hungry. Tough road contest in the Big Ten for the Hoosiers tonight. So you've got Purdue, Ohio State at 7, Indiana, Iowa at 9, Mastodon's Green Bay at 7. Big night of college basketball. Also coming up on Saturday at the Coliseum, Comet Hockey. Yeah. Comet's in action against the Toledo Walleye. Do you know what uh, type of a... I don't know if it's animal. Yeah, they're an animal. <laughs> it is a fish, right? It is a fish, yes. And so you text <laughs> the word fish to 46862, and you can win a four-pack of tickets to that game. Wow. From the Sports Rush. Text it now, 46862. It's 46862. Just simply text the word fish, and we're going to randomly select in... 90 seconds will randomly select somebody to win a four-pack of tickets to go see the Comets and the Toledo Walleye Saturday night out at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. So go ahead and text FISH to 46862 if you'd like to be the winner of that four-pack of tickets uh, today on the Sports Rush. 
And it is such a busy day. We have got so much still coming up. We've got Greg Regstraw. We've yeah. got Eric Dutkevich talking high school hoops. Uh, by the way, speaking of high school hoops, boy, do we have a good one coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, we do. Right after the sports rush. So we'll be down like five minutes early tomorrow. Yeah, we've got... I hope they don't cut our pay by the percentage of time <laughs> that we're going to be taking off. Uh, but uh, tomorrow night, it is Snyder Northrop, and it is a girls-boys basketball doubleheader right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Snyder Northrop, two great girls programs, two great girls teams. Uh, Northrop has kind of flexed as maybe the best of the area. Uh, Snyder, very talented with Jordan Poole. That will be a fun one to kick off the doubleheader tomorrow at 6 o'clock. I don't know who's doing the game. Doesn't say on my schedule. So Michael I, McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. Yep. Play-by-play action. And then after the game, it will be the Pine Valley Pizza Hut for the Parkview Sports Medicine postgame show. Scores, highlights, coaches, interviews, and more. And that will be with uh, Dute, McIntyre, and Lundy. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be the uh, scoreboard updater. Trying to for make you. that sound like a law firm, but I don't know if I can do it. Nah. Join the, the law uh, firm of McIntyre, Dukevich, and Lundy. Okay, we'll go with that. You like it? Uh, no, but okay. that's okay. okay. I don't have to like it. <laughs> We're lawyers. You don't have to like us. I, I know all three of you, and you're not lawyers, but <laughs> that's okay. You'll have a great show tomorrow night, regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. So it will be fun and well worth tuning into as you head home from high school basketball tomorrow night. The Parkview Sports Medicine High School Post Game Show. Live from the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. Of course, all of our high school basketball games are brought to you courtesy of the fine people at Indiana Physical Therapy. Once again, it is just about time to pull our winner. Last chance to get in the word fish to 46862 for our four-pack of tickets to the Comets and Walleye on Saturday night. Go ahead. I'll let you, uh, Adam, randomly select one of the texts that we have received, and we will give away that four-pack of tickets. All right. Uh, coming up on the other side of the break, it's the great Greg Rakestraw. We got a lot to talk to Rakestraw about. We've yeah. got the Colts, we got high school basketball, we've got his partner that uh, was on the coverage on the ISC Sports Network, none other than Dane Fife. We'll ask him what Dane Fife is going to do with his future. He's taking a year off coaching, but what does that mean? Does that mean he's done coaching? Does it mean he's looking for a broadcast career? Uh, we'll talk to Greg Regstraw about that. And also, Eric Dutkevich has your top five boys and girls high school basketball teams all coming up right here on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump, along with our producer, Adam Lundy. And joining us right now on the Masters Heating and Cooling Hotline, our buddy down in Indianapolis. Of course, you see him on the ISC Sports Network. You also catch him sometimes on Comcast Channel 81. He is the voice of the IHSAA Champions Network and, of course, the Colts postgame radio host. Greg Rakestraw. Rake, how are you today? I'm good and happy belated birthday to you. Uh, and and to you. <laughs> I guess we Since could we're just... we're by three days, I think, in terms of birthdays. <laughs> well, we could just go ahead and go through the pleasantries for a while. I uh, hope you had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as well. Same to you, my friend. Uh, let's talk about, you know, before we get into the Colts, because I, I sometimes, I'm actually getting to the point in the season where I'm kind of tired of it, but, uh, I had a chance to watch the Jaguars, your broadcast with, uh, the coach the other day and, uh, Jaguars against Wright State and came up short, but I'm telling you, I, I, I made this comment to a couple of my friends. I said, that is a team that I think the Mastodons are very lucky to be playing twice early 
in the Horizon League, the bulk of the Horizon League schedule here because that's a team that's only destined to improve. They've got some youth. They're gaining some confidence. And it seems like every game they have a couple of bad streaks and it puts them kind of out of it. But that's a team that can really compete. I, I, I was impressed even in the loss. Well, thank you. Uh, and, and I feel the same way. Um, this is a team that's going to win a handful of games in the Horizon League this year. You know, they're only winless team so far at 0 4. 16 games left to go. They've got some pieces in place now. Like, I really feel good about our five position with Chris Austin and Jonah Carrasco, both at 6'9. Austin went 7 of 7 from the field with 15 points in the loss to Wright State on Monday. I think Vincent Brady's got a good chance of being the freshman of the year in the league. Kid that's two years removed from playing at Cathedral High School, averaging about 10 points a contest. Jalen Counters, a kid that's kind of been forced into service as the point guard. He's really more of an off guard, but he is by far their best creator with the basketball in his hands. Um, Armand Girard of, of the Girard Twins from Mount Vernon was an Indiana All-Star. He can create his own shot. Still on a team that takes great care of the basketball. Still on a team that's going to make a lot of threes. But there are so many more pieces in place this year that were in place last year. So let's let's not go crazy. I'm, I'm not sure this team's going to get out of single-digit wins this year. But there is a chance they're not the 11th place team in the league at the end of the season. Well, and obviously that will be a massive improvement at the uh, after what happened last year. I mean, yeah, and, and let's be honest, Greg. Last year it would have taken a miracle for uh, for IUPUI to compete in some of those games down the stretch, given the circumstances and the injuries and all. Uh, but this year it's one of those games where if you don't show up, you're in trouble. I mean, that's the difference between last year and this year. And that's showing progress with the program. I'll be seeing you down there just one week from tonight. That is correct. And as I noted in our broadcast, probably caught this on Monday, as you well know, first time the Mastodons have played in Indianapolis, at least against IUPUI. Obviously played in last year's league semifinals in that building. The first time that the Mastodons will have a league road game at IUPUI in three years, which which is crazy to think about. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Uh, looking forward to it. I'll see you next Thursday down there. But let's talk. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts end up falling in an embarrassing way to the New York Giants. And now it is Sam Ellinger that's going to finish off the season. I mean, th- this team is so full of question marks, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, but let's talk about the quarterback situation. Matt Ryan... Nick Foles, now Sam Ellinger, what are the Colts going to do? Because so far, I believe the consensus is they're 0 for 3. I mean, with those three guys, what do they do with the quarterback situation once this season mercifully ends? Draft a quarterback with the top six or seven pick that you're going to have. Um, This is the most obvious reboot of this franchise that they have had since the 2011 season and since the 2012 draft, not only was Andrew Luck drafted, but so too was T.Y. Hilton, guys that played immediate roles offensively like Dwayne Allen, Kobe Fleener, Vic Ballard, et cetera. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's reboot time. And, you know, the last four years, you have tried to patch a flat tire at the quarterback position, and I understand the logic behind each and every one of those moves. But simply put now, it's time now to not go out and get somebody else's problem or take somebody else's contract or aging player off of another team's hands. It is now time for the Colts to go out and get their own guy. Um, 
there are still question marks about Ellinger. You know, I, I know what Matt Ryan is at this point. I know what Nick Foles is, is at this point. I'm still not sure what Sam Ellinger is. Um, and I realize that how he played in his last start against the Patriots early November was awful. But Bill Belichick has a lot to do with that. Uh, the rookie in his second start. The Colts offensive line has a lot to do with that. It's why I was so adamant that I wanted to see Ellinger, if not immediately upon Jeff Saturday taking over, I get you wanted to give him the best chance to win as the interim coach. But after you get done with that bye week and you've got four games left to play and you know you're not really playing for much at that point, why it took an injury to get Ellinger on the field is absolutely and utterly beyond me. But we have now gotten to that point and we'll have maybe a more of a snapshot as to what Sam is after the day on Sunday, but at the same time, regardless of how he plays, Colts have to go quarterback in the first round coming up in April. You make the same point I made earlier this week with Ellinger, was that uh, you cannot judge him from such a small sample, especially when half of that sample from earlier this season was against the Patriots and the Colts' offensive line didn't show up to play. There was no quarterback on the roster, whether it's Ryan whether it's Foles, whether, heck, Tom Brady would have struggled with the pressure that he was facing that day. It, it wasn't it wasn't fair to judge the quarterback based on the way the rest of the team was playing. And, uh, of course, then you fall behind, and that makes it even worse. So how big is this Sunday for the future of Sam Ellinger then? I don't. I, I think that die has been cast. Again, I, I, again, I think he is likely a career NFL backup. Um, he is such a well-liked and well-put-together guy and football-smart guy. I often wonder if he doesn't end up like Kellen Moore, a guy that, that could have played longer in the National Football League but realizes his future is in coaching and, and kind of gets that way sooner. I don't think Sam's at that point yet, but I think he could go that direction. He is, he is more physically ready to play quarterback in the National Football League than he was at this time last year. I saw that in how he threw the ball during the preseason, how he threw the ball in his limited number of reps against the commanders, maybe not so much against the Patriots because of those uh, time constraints in the backfield. Um, but, but Ellinger's better. Now, how much can he improve another offseason of working with the now quarterback guru and former pitching guru in Tom House? Well, that remains to be seen. Because um, I do think he just simply has some physical limitations that I'm not sure he can overcome in the National Football League. So I would lean towards he's a likely career backup, and the Colts are going to go a different way in terms of starting quarterback next year. But he's the one guy of the three that they got that I go, hey, at least there's some potential here. And even if they draft a quarterback, which I think they should, doesn't mean they will, I think they should, I could see Sam being the guy that is – here to kind of tutor that guy and, and be crazy as this sounds, the veteran presence and in going into what would be his third year in the National Football League. Greg, let's talk about uh, today. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of an interesting uh, presser with Reggie Wayne. I don't know if you had a chance to catch it, if you were there. Um, uh, but just listening to some of his comments, they were uh, somewhat critical of the Colts organization in a couple of ways. One, I thought the comment about uh, hitting the coaching wall at seven games in, I, I thought that maybe made a reference to all of the uh, changes that were being made with the coaching staff and everything. And then 
um, also saying that there's going to have to be a lot of organizational changes in, in Indianapolis when the season ends. What did you take from what you heard from Reggie? Well, I was not there today. Uh, I was there yesterday, but was not there today and, and knew that Reggie spoke to the media. What I would say is this. Reggie has the cachet to say those things. Um, it, it's, it's obviously part of the reason why Jeff Saturday is the head coach of this football team, is that he's a franchise great, and that carries a lot of stock and a lot of weight with Jim Irsay. Mm-hmm. And just like Jeff Saturday's name's on the Ring of Honor, so too is Reggie Wayne, and obviously one of the 15 finalists uh, in terms of, of candidacy for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll find out about that you know, in, in early February. But, frankly, that's good because it kind of matches what I see, too. <laughs> I didn't play, you know, 13 years with uh, an experienced set of eyes and somebody I've known for 20 years kind of sees this in the same fashion now. So, in one sense, maybe you're always surprised when somebody in the organization is a bit critical. But knowing Reggie as long as I have, he's going to shoot you straight. And so if that's the way he feels – it puts more stock in me seeing the same things at the same time. Jeff Saturday said when he took over that after this interim stint, that if he didn't do the job, he'd be the first one to say, thank you, didn't work out, and step away. Does he deserve to be considered as the permanent head coach? Considered, yes. Um, and again, I, I don't know if we can get an accurate view of him as a head coach in the National Football League given the situation he walked into. But let's acknowledge facts. And for some reason, I I seem to quote Bill Parcells, the older that I get, um, you are what your record says you are. He's a one-win coach in two months in the National Football League. That's not good. Um, But at the same time, there are mitigating or attenuating circumstances. So I guess, Brett, how I would feel is this. Do I want him to be part of the interview process to be the next head coach? Yes. I want to potentially talk to Jeff if he's not the head coach about being an assistant coach or having a front office role. Yes. Um, do I think it's going to be him? I have no idea. Would I, would I make that move to make Jeff Saturday the, the permanent head coach? Probably not. But is he a guy that I still want to have run the organization in some role? Absolutely, if he's up for it. The reports out of Ann Arbor are that Jim Harbaugh would be interested in taking an NFL job. Should the Colts pursue that? Absolutely, they should. And they won't be the only one. And I'm not saying he's a slam dunk hire, but he's won everywhere he's been. And that even extends to scholarship 1AA football in the Pioneer Football League, <laughs> the University of San Diego, what he built for David Shaw then to succeed with at Stanford, what he did to the San Francisco 49ers, and obviously has a tie here to the Indianapolis Colts having played here and having led the team their first two playoff victories in 1995. Um, and again, knowing that those that have come and gone before here and succeeded obviously are going to have the eyes and ears of Jim Irsay that absolutely Jim should be talking to Jim Harbaugh about this position. Greg Rakestraw is joining us on the Masters Heating and Cooling Hotline. And last night, uh, Rake saw, I didn't have a chance to see the game, but I did see the couple of tweets. And, uh, hey, your sidekick kind of looked familiar to those uh, of us that are associated here with the Mastodons. How did that work out? Dane Fife, huh? Dane did a tremendous job. This is the second game he's done for us at ISC. He did a game... Uh, as well for the Big Ten Network. He had the Michigan State game last Friday. Since he is not coaching for the first time, really since hanging up his, his playing shoes after the 2002 season, 
he's kind of looking around and, and considering what he might do. He's actually getting his insurance license, but he's looking at potentially doing a little radio, doing a little television as well. And so I made an offer to him in December. Hey, I'd like you to come kind of try this, and, and you can learn with us on the job and see how it plays out. So he was with me last night for Lawrence Central and Park Tudor. He did a fantastic job. As per usual, Dane is his toughest critic and pointed out a couple of things he thought he could do better. And I said, yeah, but that just comes with reps. This is the third time you've ever done this. So he did a fantastic job, and he'll be back with me for number one Ben Davis and Chris Cassatics coming up on January the 28th. And if I can sneak him into a game before then, I'll do that too. What is his future? Does he have an interest in getting back into coaching or is broadcasting what he's looking to do? You know, I, I, I think because of, let's be blunt about this, the money he made as an assistant coach <laughs> in the Big Ten, it is tough then to kind of go back and take that next head coaching job um, where you might be offered, not might, probably be offered less money. And I think he's also at a point now, you know, his girls are, are kind of early teens or, or pre-teen days. And he's kind of saying, you know what, if there's a way that I can still be around basketball, make good money, but not have to live, you know, the life, the hours, et cetera, and be more than, you know, just a, a face on the wall in my kid's home, maybe I'll do that. So I think it's certainly possible but right now, I'd say he's probably leaning more off, more than not, of kind of stepping away from coaching and uh, and stop at smelling the roses a little bit more. Always appreciate you, Greg. Uh, great stuff today, and we will be talking to you again soon. If not uh, before, I'll see you next Thursday night down there in Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Sounds good, my friend. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks, Greg. That is Greg Rakestraw joining us on the Masters Heating and Cooling Hotline. we got to take a break. Before we do, I want to tell you about uh, Christopher James menswear, you know, Spring is just around the corner, and so what that means for Christopher James menswear is it's time to clear out some of the winter inventory. No better way to do it than offer you tremendous savings of 25 to 50% off in the finest in men's fashions. I'll tell you, you know what's great? Look at me. Look at me. I mean, I look a little different today. I'm all decked out, got my Christopher James menswear suit, ready to head to the Mastodons game tonight. And I'll tell you what, you feel different, you act different, uh, you know, it. I'll probably sound different tonight just because I'm wearing these fancy threads from Christopher James menswear and uh, 25 to 50% off. What a deal. I mean, if you ever want to get some kind of nice suit that you wear to all those special occasions, everybody could use that one nice suit in the closet that you put on when you know it is a special night, whether it's an anniversary dinner, whether you're going to a wedding, whatever that case may be. Get to Christopher James menswear now. Save 25 to 50%. Store-wide on, on suits, sports coats, pants, sportswear, shoes, and plenty more. You can update your wardrobe. you got all your favorite brands, Canali, Meyer, Peter Millar, Johnny O, Magnani, and more. 25 to 50% off right now at Christopher James Menswear Winter Sale. Plus, you get personal service throughout the shopping process. That's Christopher James Menswear, where style and service are always in fashion Covington Plaza at West Jefferson and Getz. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. Brett Rupp, Adam Lundy, and joining us right now on the Masters Heating and Cooling Hotline, like he does each and every week from Parkview Sports Medicine, Eric Dute, Dute Kevich. Dute, been a while. How are you? Uh, yeah, it has been. Happy New Year to you, and I know you made some trips and back in the seat again, and uh, 
it's been like I think probably two weeks before since I talked to you. I know Shannon was in the seat for a couple of days, and so uh, good to kind of catch up and a lot of basketball that's gone on in the last. A couple weeks to kind of catch up on. I know time flies when you're having fun, and I'm out of town, but it's actually been three weeks. Three weeks. That's three, right. Three weeks. Yeah, because uh, I was gone oh, the Thursday before right. Christmas. John Nolan was in there as well. Yes, John, you had John. And yeah, so we. Yeah, just it. Time does fly, especially at the holidays when when you're home and off for a few days, and then next thing you know. Up, time's up, and got to go back to work. So here we are. Well, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I, while I was sitting down in Florida enjo- enjoying an umbrella drink in 75-degree temperatures, I was kind of following high school basketball <laughs> back here. And, you know, it actually I don't even know if it ever got up to 75 while I was down there. But in reality, I was trying to follow the high school action because there's so many holiday events going on, different mm-hmm. places that our teams are playing. But what a good event that uh, took place up there at Trine in the uh, Parkview Sports Medicine Holiday Shootout. And, and tell us about it. It's first time this has been tried. How did things go? Yeah, things really went great. The PSM Holiday Shootout, the first ever time we were up there uh, at Trine University. Uh, so we had 15 teams, eight, uh, 15 games, I should say, uh, 16 teams uh, over the course of two days, boys and girls. And, and just really good to see different matchups from really across the state. You know, we had several of the schools from Fort Wayne and the SAC. Uh, we had a big one with Blackhawk Christian and West Noble, kind of the marquee game of the weekend. And then uh, you know, teams from the South Bend area, Michigan City, over uh, another time zone even. So they had to adapt to that as well with the early starts. But really a good tournament, first-time uh, ever that we did it, and just a really cool experience for all the kids to, and the players and the coaches and the fans to, to come to uh, Trine's MTI Center, a big feel there, um, and uh, really great atmosphere. And, and, you know, two days of basketball we've made for long days for, for me and, and the rest of our PSM staff and, and the folks at Trine, but great event and uh, went off well, and we're looking forward to making it bigger and better uh, uh, next year and the years that go by. And, of course, teams getting back to action. We will have uh, high school basketball returning to the airwaves uh, tomorrow night. We've got Snyder-Northrup, the neighborhood rivalry. Tell you what, that should be one heck of a girls game. And we're going to have the doubleheader right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. But let's talk about what's happened over the last week or so. And, again, every time we do Dude's Top 5, it (laughs) is not about a season as a whole. It is strictly... How things have gone over the last week or so. I want to remind everyone. So uh, when you start all your social media nastiness, you understand you're only critiquing dude on the last week. But we want to get the top five. Let's start on the girls' side with number five. Number five, we start in the NE8 with the Huntington North Vikings. Here's a team with eight great wins after two and two start they're up to 12 and two two and one in the NEA a, a really hotly contested conference uh they got some big wins at the Plymouth Classic four wins in the last three weeks since we chatted at Leo in the Classic and then at Eastbrook uh they host East Noble tomorrow their first home game since December 10th uh, and then next week next Saturday the big one at Columbia City uh with definitely some NEA implications on the line Huntington North checking in at number five. Let's move up to number four. Number four, we find also in the 88 Columbia City Eagles. 
They're ranked number nine in the class 4A pool, 14 scoop. Kind of a, uh, you know, they have been rolling and then uh, really looks good in that Warsaw Lady Tigers classic until they faced up against uh, number one South in Washington. Uh, wins over Chesterton, Winchester, uh, also East Noble and Concordia earlier in the Christmas break. Third in the state in scoring, so this team could hoop it up a lot. Molly Baker with 12.9 points a game. Addison Baxter with just under 20 points a game. Uh, they're looking to keep things rolling. A really good team out of Columbia City. Okay, we're out of time, so uh, you'll just have to guess on the rest. No, I'm kidding. We, we are getting tight on time. Let's keep things moving up to number three. Number three, the Belmont Girls. 14-1, and they're also 3-0 in the NEA. Best start in five years. 19-2 dating back to last season. They look good. Some big matchups with Columbia City, Northrop, and Norwell next week. And I apologize for the peanut gallery. They were a little slow on the chair. They've been drinking heavily today. Uh, all right, let's move up to number two. Number two, the Snyder Lady Panthers. You know, this team is... 13 and 3, 5 and 0 in the SAC, 11 straight wins after a 2 and a 3 start. They're not even ranked or receiving votes in 4A. Jordan Poole has looked amazing for them. They're at Northrop tomorrow for the big one and Homestead next Friday. So two big matchups Ooh. for Snyder. Ooh, that is. That's going to be a uh, big back to back Friday night spectacular. Uh, I don't know if do we have next week. I don't have the schedule in front of me. We might be there doing that one I next week. I think we're at that one as well. Yeah. Oh man, we whoever I puts remember, I have to look up to. Sure, whoever puts sure. the schedule together is a genius. I will have to say. All right, <laughs> let's let's get it, dude. It's time for number one. Number one for the girls is the Northrop Lady Bruins. I tell you, twelve and one. They stay at number six in the class four A poll. Their lone loss to that really good Noblesville team. 12-1 for the first time in five years. Second in the state in scoring and average margin of victory. They look dominant at the PSM Holiday Shootout. Sonia Jackson, congrats to her, a thousand career points. And Brooklyn McLemore, back in action for the Lady Bruins for the first time since November 9th. Look for big things for her. If she gets going, this Northrop team is even more dangerous. Number one, Northrop Bruins. Ooh, I like the way he set that up. We've got some big ones coming up on the radio in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's go to the boys' side and start at number five. Number five, we start with the New Haven Bulldogs. Here's a team that has also slow start, but kind of right at the ship. Two straight wins now. Big for them and for them down the stretch. You know, they've got Darian Brooks, who's averaging 20 points again a game and eight points in three downs, but also. They have eight straight home games coming up. So through February 4th, they're at home. So New Haven fans, you've got a lot of chances to go out and see them. They're starting to look good, and they can be a dangerous team in the NEA. The home court will help them. I like uh, New Haven at number five. But they've been able to do a win over a Snyder last night as well. Uh, we are just about out of time, so let's move up to number four quickly. Number four, Woodland. Ten and two, three guys in double figures. They are looking good in the ACAC. A lot of games to be played with the tourney next week. And uh, as we continue on with the boys' top five, it's number three. Number three, Blackhawk Christian. 11-1, six straight seasons starting 10-1. Big win over West Noble in the holiday shootout at PSM. Uh, lost in, uh, uh, big wins in the North Davies shootout. His win against some ranked opponents. 
uh, three guys averaging double digits at Homestead next Tuesday. That's a big one. And uh, I believe we're up to number two. Number two, the Wayne Generals enter the mix. Eight and one for the first time in 25 years. Five straight wins. They looked great at the PSM holiday shootout. Javon Lewis Jr., know that name, averaged just under 25 points up at Trine, 30 versus Marquette Catholic. That's a guy that's really making that Generals team go. A big one versus Northside tomorrow night, um, and it should be a fun one there uh, at uh, By Hay Arena. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, this Wayne team has kind of come out of, I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but uh, I think they've been one of the pleasant surprises in our area so far this year. All right, so you've set it up perfectly. It is time, number one on the boys' side of Dude's Top 5. The number one team of the week for the boys is the Homestead Spartans. They won their Homestead Holiday Tournament last week. Big wins over Hamilton Southeastern, 3A number one Mishawaka Marion in overtime of the championship game. Uh, three guys in double figures with Kyron Kapowicki leading the way. They host Southside tomorrow. And then uh, Wabasee on Saturday, and then of course host Blackhawk Christian on Tuesday. Middle of eight straight home games, of course, with that tournament as well. So a little bit of home court has helped them as well. But a really solid team checking in at number one, your Homestead Spartans. Hey, dude, is it, you know what they call somebody who can count backwards from five to one? What's that? A full time talk show host. Okay, I'm sorry, I just take a. <laughs> A little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a Don't shot. Quit my day job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, what do we need to know about Parfu Sports Medicine? Yeah, you know, this time of year gets you know with the weather changes and things like that. A lot of times you have to shovel the snow or get out and, and just to remind people to take it easy on the roads and take it easy when they're doing things. But if you get those injuries, it doesn't have to be an athletic injury to come to see our Parfu Sports Sports uh, Ortho Express Clinic. We have one in Fort Wayne at the Sport One Fieldhouse. Parker Fieldhouse, and then also one in Huntington. No appointment needed, no referral needed. Uh, come on in, and they can get you the treatment they needed. A right same same day orthopedic care for any injury that you may have. Nice job, dude. We'll plan on doing it again a week from today. All right, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Yep, and it will be a part of our post game coverage presented by Parkview Sports Medicine tomorrow night. Right after what is it? Schneider at Northrop. Is that what we've got tomorrow? Is it? Is it at Northrop? It just says Snyder v. Northrop. Yes, it's Snyder at Northrop. Okay, Snyder at Northrop. So I assume we'll be at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut tomorrow night for our Parkview Sports Medicine post-game show. We'll take a break. we got to come back, wrap it up. It is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4-6, to six, final time. I am Brett Rump, Adam Lundy, our producer. What a show. i got to get out of here because the Mastodons are set to tip just over an hour away. Out at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, Don's take on the Green Bay. You know what they are, Adam? Do you, do you remember? The Phoenix. The Phoenix. Very good. And they'll take on the Phoenix tonight, 7.05 tip. We've got our pregame show starting at 6.45 here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Uh, thanks to the guests that appeared on today's show. Always terrific to have the uh, Bally Sports Indiana Pacers play-by-play man, Chris Denary, who joined us in hour number one. Also, Greg Rakestraw. He was terrific here in hour number two. And, of course, Eric Dute Dute Kevich 
from Perfume Sports Medicine. That wraps it up for us. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll kind of put a wrap on this first week of 2023, 4 to 6, with your daily local sports fix. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.